0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another In Kyle's Convo. And again, I'm still in this room. I was just speaking to today's guest about that. This Honestly, this stuff here is not mine. Oh, my skin looks really smooth, but I swear it's not. Anyway, today's guest is, um, again, as the people say, I have a lot of people involved in football, but I think it's just because people that are involved in football or have a passion about it or journalism, anything along those lines, just because I can relate a lot to it. Um, today's guest is called Matt Smith. How are you doing,
1: mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm
0: alright. I appreciate your time. Yeah. It's um it's good to have you on in that after like uh, you know this crazy storm we're having tonight apparently but and the snow and have you, have you guys have you guys had snow down there?
1: No, no snow. It's just uh heavy winds more than anything. Hopefully we uh hopefully we avoid that but yeah, it's not been too bad really around me. A few fallen trees, but no casualties, which is always good
0: no we've literally had like inches of snow <laughs> like you couldn't move my car earlier on and everything it's crazy living in scotland has its benefits but yeah anyway um now obviously like i was saying football but we'll get we'll get to that you know later on in that but what made you want to um before we get into your uh, history and that what made you want to get involved in you know media itself like what was the one thing you were like you know i kind of i kind of fancy doing that
1: Um, Well, my first real taste of media work came after leaving high school. Um, It was a case of I I knew I wanted to go to college, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to study. And I didn't really do too well in terms. I mean, I, I got good marks at high school, but the whole process of exams and things like that, I didn't really like it. So You know, I I considered that. I looked at what the options were at college and I came across a a creative media production, BTEC. Mm -hmm. Um, So went to a meeting at the college, spoke with the tutors, had a look at what the course was about, what what it could offer, you know, potential job prospects and really enjoyed or certainly really um, liked the look of of what it had to offer. So got started with that. Uh, That was a two-year course um and it was different things you know obviously working with the cameras um filming different things like short short uh short films news broadcasts etc and a lot of like theory behind it as well Mm -hmm. uh and then after leaving college i just went down a completely different route which ultimately um didn't pay off as i thought it would have done Um, and then i only really came back around to to working within the media in the last, you know, year and a half or so.
0: Yeah, and we, you know, as we were speaking before the um, the the podcast started about having a been a mature student and things that I do want to bring that up relatively sooner than later. To be honest with you, you went from a um, Vika UK. You were there for five years um, as a customer service uh, advisor, and obviously we'll talk about that in a second. But do you think it was actually better? Um, or in your opinion, is it actually better to be like kind of like a mature student and then go into media because you have that history, you know what a job's like? Or what's what's your opinion on that one?
1: Well, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Uh, I think it, it can work both ways, to be honest. I mean, obviously it goes without saying there's a lot of students who go in straight from school, straight from college and do really well. And then there's others like myself who you know, come out of education altogether and then return to it a few years later. Um, and from my point of view, uh, it's, I say it quite often, it's very cliche, but it's the best decision I ever made, you know, returning to, to education um, and looking at the question of obviously being a little bit older. I mean, i you know, we were talking earlier, I'll be 27 in a few weeks. Um, so I am, you know, quite a bit older than uh, than, than most of my peers, all of my peers really on on the course. Um, And I think that break in between uh, did me the world of good. You know, I I, I think after leaving college, because when I did leave college, I I went to Sunderland University uh, to do primary education um, for a couple of months, I think it was. And I just didn't really take to it you know I I got it in my mind that I wanted to be a primary school teacher um a great rewarding career of course but once I was up there it it didn't quite work for me um and then when I left I thought right if if I ever do get back into education it's got to be for the right thing and and thankfully um I think it was what July or, or July August 2020 that's when I came across obviously the sports journalism course at UCLan um and thankfully got accepted uh, on, onto the course and like I say I, I haven't looked back
0: Yeah the was there always kind of um, we'll get we'll get into well it's better saying what you do now because there's people that are going to listen to us Like, care, listen you're going to, about to what you're about to say is not going to make any sense but uh, you're our media assistant at More Thamble Football Club well done by the way because the people that um, as we said before the, the show I said to you that I know people that are trying to get involved with uh, certain clubs is a good way to put it and they've said that it's quite impossible it's quite hard to get involved with a football club to be honest because there's so many people that want to do it so congratulations on that um but was it always did you always want to get involved in like the football side of it or you know as if, as the usual i'm sure you know people as well that are like i want to go and work for top sport bbc um you know itv channel Four. It, would, would you have rather done that or were you were really like no i kind of want to be involved in football
1: um when i started on the course i told myself i had to be open-minded um just because i think if you approach a course like that with your mind already made up then you're limiting yourself really in terms of potential options to to go on and succeed in um i've always been passionate about football i've always loved football um but i've always i've always liked you know the radio side of things the tv side of things so i think it was just a case of whatever opportunities i get I'll, i'll take you know um and, and thankfully, the you know, like I say, the opportunity with Morecambe came about, and I, I managed to to get in there. Um, but again, it's just about exploring as many options and 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 different opportunities that come my way. And you know, if, if one's better suited than the other, then then I'll take it. And and always look to continue to to grow and develop myself.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. I think that's I being open minded does help. Um and especially when it comes to like for example, um, we won't, you know, go into what football team you support supporting on Max. It's not not this type of podcast, but but well, you know, say for example you supported um I don't even know who well, say for example you supported Rangers or something like that, or St. Johnson, just obviously Scottish team, then you know, but then another team uh, you know, approached you motherwell so something like you're actually you could you know, there does come that thing where you kind of not have to like take what you get given, but like op- be open to opportunities at other teams because it's the step and they're the type of people like we we're saying that actually believe in you and willing to give you that time of day and the step in the industry type thing. Um, but if you were offered like a job, for example, or even like a internship or training or anything like that that wasn't necessarily involved in sport, would that be something you take on as well, or you, would you rather stay in sport?
1: I, I think, you know, considering the fact that the course I'm doing is a sports journalism course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it would be ideal, I think the, the word is to, to obviously stay within sport. Uh, but you never know. I mean, I'm not, it's not to say that, you know, you could work in sports journalism for 10 years and then a different opportunity altogether could, could come about um 10 years down the line and and if that works well for me at the time and my family then then who knows you know like I say you can you can move on to something totally different um I think again it, it just boils down to to not limiting myself and not focusing or being driven to one particular area I think by always keeping your options open then you're more open to more opportunities I suppose
0: yeah Now we have been like uh um just you know sticking on this topic from it because you know with being a mature student and stuff like that um and i am as well as people know as i've said in the podcast podcast before i'll be 28 in my last uh, year so i'm obviously a year old to the new but mature as well and i'm curious to what your answer is to this question to be honest uh, how do you do how do you stay motivated when you're like around um you know 18 19 20 21 22 however old people are go to uni nowadays how how do you stay motivated around that? Like oh, I'm older than them, or does does it affect you at all, or what's what's your opinion on that?
1: When I first started, I was very, uh, what's the right word? Maybe apprehensive, perhaps, just because, like you say, I mean, I was 26, I think it was when I started. So there was in the back of my mind, you know, all these the these lads and lasses from you know coming straight from college, 18, 19 years old, and then all of a sudden they're going to be lumped with this older guy on the course and straight away I'm thinking I won't be accepted by the group you know they'll think I'm a bit of an outcast um and funnily enough you know soon after starting and everyone got to know each other and they realized that I am a little bit older they all started calling me granddad you know that that's my nickname on the course that's that's what (laughs) everyone calls me so even the tutors call me grandad, believe it or not but um yeah I think I, I don't the way I see it is we're all there for the same reason. It doesn't matter how old you are. We're all there to study sports journalism for three years and hopefully come out with it with incredible job job opportunities. Um, and I get on with with everyone on the course anyway. You know, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I do have a strong sense of maturity about me, but so do they, you know. They, they, they have just come out of, of school and college, but it's not like being back at school where you have people running around class and disrupting and, and things like that uni is totally different as you know if somebody doesn't want to show up to a class then they don't have to they're ultimately paying however many thousands of pounds a year to to be at university so it's no skin off the back of the uni if they don't want to show up so I think everyone that does show up to to the classes like I say they're all mature in a way that they're all there to learn and they're all there to study what they're passionate about ultimately so yeah it's uh, like I say at the start it was something that did concern me a little bit but you know those concerns were very very quickly flushed away once I, I did get stuck into it
0: yeah I'm, I'm and you know I'm the exact same as I've covered on the podcast before like within I think it was in within the first two weeks when I felt comfortable and I was around people you actually tend to find um people will come to you for you know for example um if you're working in a team environment uh, we work in a team a lot it's um radio and podcast and I actually studied just now but it's gonna be media it's technically like media production social media it's like a lot more to it um I don't think those titles are particularly right but yeah radio and podcast should be radio and social media but anyway we uh, when we work in team environments is it's, it's good it's, it's a strange feeling people like will come to you because they're like you know you're obviously older quote-unquote but they're like we actually trust you one you'll get the work done two you'll probably go about it in a more mature manner and three logistically you probably be able to work within figure out everybody's role when when they need to go if somebody's not working out with each other you can sit down with them and be like what's the difference what's the script that type of thing it's I I, I do think there's a huge um advantage to being a mature student? Because as you said yourself, you know, you were at your last job and I want to speak about that is that, you know, for five years before you actually like, were like, you know what, I kind of want to go and do this, you know I mean? There's, 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 there's that thing as well. Was there, if 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 you hadn't done, um, obviously now working with more Campbell and things like that, if you hadn't done it or worked in like sports journalism or anything like that, was there, would there be anything else you particularly would want to get involved in? Sorry.
1: I, I think... I think before I started sports journalism, I was kind of narrow-minded in in the the thought process of, it's too late for me to to return to education and and do something I'm really passionate about, unless I was to get really lucky. Um, So I think, I mean, the the company I used to work for, like you say, I had five years there, um, and I really enjoyed it. I started as an apprentice, um, qualified, got offered a full-time position, So in my mind, you know, before leaving and coming to uni, my ambition and my aim was to progress as highly as I possibly could within that business um, and and become a bit of a success story. Um, There wasn't really anything in my mind that, that screamed out, you know, become a sports journalist, become, you know, work in sports media. And I think it wasn't that I didn't want to do it, because if you would have said to me, you know, five years ago that I'd be a media assistant at, at Morecambe Football Club and I'd be working on the radio and stuff like that, I would have absolutely snapped your hand off. I absolutely would have done. I think it was just more like I say, I didn't think it was realistic because I was a little bit older because, you know, financially speaking, obviously the older you get, you, you well, not necessarily the older you get, but when you become an adult, obviously you've got more financial responsibilities, etc. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't think it was possible. I think that that's probably the best way to answer it to be honest with you
0: yeah yeah I think that that's the huge constraint as well to be honest with you as well when you grow up and you have um you know girlfriend wife children all this all these sort of stuff uh, we spoke about my mate obviously I won't say his name on the podcast but we spoke about my mate in his situation you know, with his his two kids and that and he said the same thing he's 35 36 I think he's a little bit older than that but We'll compliment him, say he's that age. Um, and uh, he said the same thing. He was like, because I've had my kids, it's, you look at it totally differently. He was like, you're one, you're a mature student, obviously like him. Um, but two, he said he said to me, he was like, you look at it as a way in that, you know, you, you don't, you're looking at it as like a privilege to be at college, a privilege to be doing this and stuff like that. Whereas the younger ones, they're looking at it like younger ones. That sounds like granddads here, but younger <laughs> ones, they look at it like, it's easy, you know, I could come back, I could do this later in life and all this sort of stuff. But I do think it does pay to have, you know, as I said before, a little bit of experience because the more mature you are and stuff like that, the more forward uni actually probably going to look at you as well because you know, as you say, and um, as I know as well, if you don't turn up, it's no skin off their back. Like they don't. They'll wonder where you are, obviously, if you've made a positive impact, the wonder where you are. And... Um, if you made a negative impact, they might be like, thank God he's not here. But <laughs> anyway, they, uh, you know, and they'll obviously that's going to look forward in you as well. And then when you go for a job, obviously, like you did at Morkham, but they are probably like, you know, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, but, you know, he's not really, really he's not a young guy. He's not going to mess us about. He actually wants to do this because, you know, he's got commitments. He's got like bills, he's got rent, he's got, you know, car finance, whatever else, anything else that you might have. It, it probably benefited you in a way, to be honest with you.
1: Um, yeah i'd I'd, I'd say it absolutely did um i think ultimately speaking uh it doesn't matter about your age if you're 18 or 28 or 38 whatever and if you're putting yourself out there we spoke about it earlier you know if you're putting yourself out there and you're showing a sense of of desire and you know hunger to succeed and, and prove yourself then of course potential employers are going to look at you and, and and be impressed straight off the bat before you can even sell yourself and that's the best thing that you could possibly do
0: yeah I think and another way to look at it as well is that um you're probably way and obviously you know I seem to be like complimenting you a lot here but you're probably like uh, way more likely to actually stick at the job that's the thing that's this is the whole um you know mature student type thing and nowadays i think that people are very like uh they're not sure if the person's actually going to stick when they're younger I, and to relate back to myself i jumped from multiple different jobs and was a doorman for a very long time literally to obviously pre just before COVID actually and uh, i am um, i i jumped from company to company to company to company and i was just an idiot if i'd stick in with the one company i would have been a lot higher and that's because back then you're like you see money you see numbers you know, you get more shifts, less shifts, commitments and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it definitely has its benefits. But um, yeah, we uh, we went down a route of like explaining to people how great it is to be a mature student here. But anyway, let's get back to you. Um, now, you were, uh, I kind of like asking people that are involved in football this because it's, I sometimes think I know what answer I'm going to get. Sometimes I don't. Would you, if you If you could have been a football player, or a football manager, or like that type, that side, like not the media press side, the other side of football, would you have taken that opportunity? Or were you like, nah, I didn't, I'm not. Quite, I wasn't interested in
1: that? Yeah, I mean, I, I love playing football. I, I was just never good enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to make it professionally. But yeah, I, I, like I said, you know, I'm mad into football. I love my football. I played it from, I think I started playing when I was 10, uh, 9 or 10. Um, and then our last season were probably under 16s or something like that. So for a big chunk of my childhood, it it, it was solely based around either training or, you know, playing games. Um, not, you know, not academy level or anything like that. It was just Sunday league, you know, junior football. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it, it was a massive passion of mine. Um, and I probably enjoyed playing it more than I did watching it. You know, I had a season ticket for my local side and I probably got more enjoyment out of playing in a team and training than I did going down on a Saturday, on the Tuesday or whatever, and and watching my team play. So, yeah, um, in a different world than, you know, me me as a professional footballer, quite possibly, but it's one of them. There was never any expectation on me to become a professional footballer. Mm -hmm. It was just a case of just as a kid i was just enjoying it and then whatever happens later in life then what will be will be but i'm just very thankful and, and appreciative that i am now in the the football industry albeit as something completely different
0: yeah yeah if you know obviously like i was i was a well, as we say obviously but you, obviously people don't really know that i was an extremely overweight kid that's a nice way of putting it and uh I'm not now, thank God, but I had an aspiration of being a, um, a policeman because, well, the bigger guy, when you're playing tag and stuff, you were always the one to catch the people, but because I was bigger, it's this is like insulting myself here, but because I was bigger, I used to just sit on people and things like that, I you know, so I was like, I'm going to be a policeman because I'm be able to catch everybody. It didn't turn out like that. I didn't realise how, how um, you know, hard it is to become a policeman, to be honest with you. And I definitely would, but I'm not smart enough to pass tests of Morris. But anyway, um, would you, what was what was the kind of one thing that you kind of wanted to be involved in when you were, you know, that age, like younger, like a lot younger?
1: Um it's a very good question. Um like I say, I, I love my football, I love my music as well, you know. From a young age, I love music. Um so playing in bands, playing solo acoustically, and, and singing. But at the same time, I was, ne- I, I was never naive enough. I, I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but I was never naive enough to, to think even 1% chance that I could make it in the music industry. It was just, again, something that I enjoyed doing. I think back then as, as a youngster thinking of a career, it's not something really that crossed my mind. You know, like I touched on earlier, perhaps being a primary school teacher you know I I did my my year 10 work experience at a local primary school and really enjoyed it so Mm -hmm. I think just from that it just painted a picture in my head of I want to be a primary school teacher um and that's why I went down the the road that I did and like I said it it didn't really work out the way that it could have done um but no you know as a youngster thinking long-term career goals there, there wasn't really anything that that stood out I, I, I don't think
0: yeah this it's you know it's, it's usually the classic thing that people say um and i'm sure you, your mates as well would probably say the classic thing i want it to be was maybe like a fire firefighter is the best one astronaut which is just i mean that's terrible like like i don't even like plates it's like it's terrifying enough but <laughs> it, honestly thirty thousand feet or however it is up in the air with a confined space with a bunch of people you don't know that have no concern <laughs> about your safety at all unless obviously the take away the flight ex- the flight um what well, they call flight attendants pilots they get away but anyone else say i don't know who this guy is freaking out and that getting away from me nah planes nah i'm good like but yeah it's 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 funny how like um the people that wanted to be involved and in, for example there's two people that are coming up um that won't be out before this is out but they wanted to be math teachers, both of them. It's really weird how they clicked, but they wanted to be either math teachers or English teachers. And they said the same thing there, But now they're involved in, obviously, a certain type of media that I don't really want to say, as I'm sure you understand. That they're involved in media, and I said the same thing to them. I was like, "It's weird how people that want to be in education go into media." So weird, kind of transition towards things. I don't know what the, the link is between it, but yeah, it's um, yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a strange one, but. A question I'm curious to ask yourself, actually, because you know, you, I can, I feel we'll probably have the same answer to this question. Um, see, nowadays, with obviously social media is huge, um, and it's it's only grown bigger with like new services coming out, and there's like three or four new companies coming out this year that have to do with like, you know, YouTube competitors and all this sort of stuff. It's 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 fascinating to be honest with you. And then you've got the metaverse uh, companies and all that sort of stuff. But do you think like, um especially nowadays you should with working for more Campbell and things like that do you think that you should um you personally as well as everybody should monitor what they put on social media now more not obviously you needed to do it before but now more than ever because obviously social media is you think you should kind of like monitor what you put on there or are you like obviously you need to be yourself but then you need to monitor what's your what's your opinion on that situation?
1: I think you do have to monitor what you put on a, a million percent um, and that's no exaggeration you know how many how many horror stories do we hear um, mm-hmm. of someone either being turned down for a job or, or being fired from a job because of something that, that the donor said on social media you know social media is such a big thing in people's lives nowadays it, people base their lives around it you know all the different social media platforms, like you say, new ones coming out all the time. It's, it's kind of, it's dangerous in a way because if you are naive and if you aren't careful with what you put on, it could really affect you. It could really damage your reputation. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's uh, we're, we're told all the time at university, just even if you've, even if you've got two accounts, a personal account and, a business account then you know and and, and i i did that straight away and, and i'm not controversial at all i've always since being on social media i've always been aware that you need to you can't just put whatever out in the public domain you've got to be careful mm-hmm. um but it's just you know it's just the people that people that don't and and it's unfortunate isn't the right word because people that put controversial things out you, you know it's potential karma I suppose if you're risking if you're willing to put something risky out there you've got to be willing to deal with the potential backlash that could come your way um but yeah you know like I said we're always told that you need to to be careful and and we have these inf- informal um like practice interviews with industry experts and they will heavily research your social media presence and you'd be surprised even People in third year, you know, coming to the end of the degree and they're sat opposite an industry expert who's been doing what what they want to do for 20 odd years, 30 years. And all of a sudden, you know, this industry expert will ask the question, how's your social media presence? How do you behave online? And they'll be like, yep, all good, nothing wrong. And all of a sudden this industry expert will pull out a, a list full of controversial tweets and posts and all this. And they'll say, okay, so why did you say this on this day? Why did you say this on this day? And then obviously it leaves the the student absolutely stunned and it's a real wake-up call. And, and for me, it's quite surprising that people need to to even be given that wake-up call. You know, I think it's it's massively surprising, like I've said, that people still feel, especially when they want to get into an industry like this, people feel that they can get away with acting and, and behaving in any manner on social media.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. And um, again, I'm totally with you in that. And I think, as well as that, um, you know, it reflects back on like uh, family and, you know, with with a little one on the way. Congratulations again, by the way. Thank it, you. It's unbelievable how anything you say, um, even right now, will, could affect your child in 5, 10, 20. This is the thing that you obviously be true to yourself, but you know, if you're putting, if you're, if you've got horrible thoughts, like, you know, obviously we know, we, I think everybody knows, like, you know, racism, things like that are just stupid stuff like that, that. You should just not have thoughts about that in the first place. If you're having thoughts so of that, you're completely like, you've got something wrong with you anyway. But to be putting it online and that as well and think nothing's going to come of it. It's, it's like, um, I gave this example the other day, actually, to one of the boys in my class. I was like, the BBC were looking for, um, uh, people to be radio hosts and interviewers for, what was the TV show called? I can't remember. Anyway, there was like uh, three under 25 and one over 55. But it made sense when you looked at it, because uh, it was four, sorry, obviously two girls, two guys. So, you know, and then uh, the, the guy, there was a guy at plus 55 to be the narrator, like, you know, type of thing. It was actually a really cool, it was a really cool thing, obviously. I couldn't apply for it, but anyway. And uh, there was 480 comments, and the first comment under it was, uh, you know somebody obviously I'm not going to say the person's name but somebody was like you know I can't believe the BBC would do this you know screw the BBC all this sort of stuff and I was like okay so I was like cool whatever then I clicked on the thing it was like one in the morning and I was it's one of those things I was like I'm really bored it was on Facebook I was like I'm really bored I'm gonna check this out so many people were slating Facebook and, and they were slating the BBC they were slating everything and I was like why would you do like what on earth is this about oh like you know I want to be a presenter and all this sort of stuff and you know, screw the BBC and things. And I was like, why are you guys saying, like, if you want to be with BBC and you're saying that, what what's the transition here? It makes no sense. So then they went back. I went down to the the comment, the recent comment that had been posted, and some guy uh, made a valid, clear point. But pretty much what he said was uh, everybody on here that wants to be a presenter with the BBC. Cool, fair enough. Amazing company. I totally agree with them. I know I've got a lot of friends and that that work for them. Um, amazing people. But he said that if you're going to turn around and slate the BBC, you do know that the BBC are going to be scanning this comment section. Like if you, you know, whatever. And i refreshed the page and went back like two and a half hours later. And it, there was probably, probably like, I think it was minus, like another minus about two, something, 200, So I don't know the exact number, but 200 odd comments of people that had deleted their comment thinking this guy is right. Like, why am I slating a company I want to work for? It's,
1: it, it, there's no logic. There's, there's, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know if it's people trying to be edgy, people trying to get a laugh, people trying to get likes, but I just can't comprehend why you'd want to work for a company and then you're slating them on social media. We, we've, already, we've already touched on just how important and how massive social media is nowadays, especially in recruitment. So these people want a job of this company and they think they're going to get away with slating it. It's just naivety beyond belief
0: yeah it's it, it blows it blows a mind this as, as we said earlier on as well especially nowadays especially with that type of stuff you just don't i mean saying that stuff I, again bbc being one of the you know british they're like the, the pin for me anyway it's the pinnacle company to work for to be perfectly honest with you that or top sports like they're the two companies i would never slate them on anything because at the end of the day you don't know who's you don't know who you're speaking to that then could copy that message, screenshot, and it's 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 yeah it's we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours as you know, but um with like uh, with being um you know older again and things like that and that you, obviously you'll have like a much more mature mind on your head and stuff like that and you'll probably have like a a, a great support system behind you like obviously you know girlfriend and family and things like that. Are they are they really I take of it's probably a really com a really straightforward answer, but are they I take it they're really supporting you like good for you, you left your job, that's what you should have done if it's what you want to do, or you know, especially friends, or did you have a couple of people that were like, I don't know if you should be doing this, or what was what was your sort of support system like?
1: Absolutely amazing. You know, I, I couldn't have asked for any any better, you know, family, friends, uh, girlfriend. I think when I initially suggested that I could, that uh, sorry, sorry, that I may return to education I think the only concern was that at that time I was also looking uh, for, to, to move out you know to buy my first house with my girlfriend I think that was the only sense of right okay well if that's what you want to do then just be careful because obviously getting a mortgage as a student it's pretty much an impossibility so there was always that niggling in the back of my mind but soon after we we, we figured it out and we worked it all out then they couldn't have been happier for me and You know, all all my family that I've got are always whatever I'm doing, whether whether it's a, a radio package for the local station or some commentary that I'm doing, or you know, some behind the scenes videos that I'm doing for the football club. They're all well into it and couldn't be more supportive. And to be honest with you, if I didn't have that support network around me, I probably never would have made that jump from, as I say, from employment to 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 education.
0: Yeah, exactly. You do, and you know, as People have known that's the one thing that everybody that's actually been, you know, successful in radio and media and stuff has had like a great support system. Because at the end of the day, if you're coming home, you know, whether that be to uh, your partner of some sort, of that and they're turning around and they're like, ah, oh, you know, you know, now you've got to go and get a job though. And they're like, well, I can't because I've got to study full time, but I really sure what you should It's the negative thoughts. And sometimes that, you know, you lose fantastic speaking from experience. Um, you lose fantastic people but the people that you're losing is because they're like that the whole nine to five and you need to go and get a nine to five or something like that, rather than being involved in college and uni as a mature student or you need to move out before you can't save for a mortgage anymore because it's you you do need that support system but i think at the end of the day it's like a, it's like a stepping stone it does it does push you forward in in, in that sense as well but you know Again, though, you know, with that type of thing, with, um, I'm sure you like myself, you know, hang about with mates, boys, girls, whatever, and you, they're in jobs and stuff like that. And I know how I feel, and I'll give my quote on this one in a second, that sometimes for me, it's, it feels like, oh, damn, you know, they're going on. But like a lot of my mates are, uh, my two best mates, actually, are uh, um, some, he's some sort of welding technician guy, and the other one's a plumber. And obviously here and there are people, you know, it's, it's great, you know, what they're going about, they're meeting boys, they're going out they're getting nine to five they're getting really good money it does put me down a little bit but not not that much because I know what the future plans are what about yourself when you go into that type of environment and obviously your friends are getting not necessarily even money just having that whole job type banter and things like that what's do you does it kind of knock you down a little bit or are you the bigger picture type guy
1: it it probably knocks me down in a different way altogether now I've got a twin brother who's like my my bestest friend in the whole world. And he's a massive football fan as well. And he, he works, funny story. He works in the same job that I worked in before I left to come to uni. Um, And I I don't know what it is. It's, I, I, I'm generally speaking, I'm quite an anxious person. I'm quite an overthinky kind of person. And, I always just get that worry feeling sometimes in my mind that, you know, if I'm, I'm traveling up and down the country with, with Morecambe and sending him these pictures of these stadiums and all this. And I don't know, I just kind of, part of me thinks like, I wish he could be doing that as well. Mm. Like just because I've been there as well and don't get me wrong, like I said before, it's, it's a good job and everything, but of course, everybody wants to be doing their passion. Um, so I, I think part of me feels a little bit guilty, really, that I do get to go out and call that work and be able to do what I'm really passionate about for a living. Uh, and and obviously that he doesn't really get to, to do that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it, it's a weird one. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say that's probably the only negative feeling I have about, like I say, when I do speak to family and friends and stuff like that. It's never a case of I feel bad because you know all these people close to me have got full-time jobs nine to five earning loads of money that's not the the thought process in my mind
0: Mm. yeah it's I think it's for for me is I don't really want to touch on this subject too much to be honest with you but for me for once with obviously I'm sober just over nine years now and at one point I didn't actually have any money so for me when I'm hearing about them earning money for on obviously the flip side of yourself is that it's because I didn't, I once didn't have it. So now when I, when I'm, you know, the backgrounds, as I'm sure you'll know yourself, being a student is extremely expensive. And uh, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, hard on yourself sometimes. And if you don't have that little bit of cushion, it can sometimes, you know, can make you drop out and then have to go and get a job and things like that. So I think that for me, that's what it is as well, is that you, because I know what it's like to not have any money here and then what, what they're, you know, Erning. I don't know if they're just pulling my legs sometimes, to be honest with you. But and I know they watch these because they quote them all the time. So I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get a slap in the head when I go to training if <laughs> they see this when they see this video. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, the it's just it's that type of thing as well. But with me as well, i'm the exact same great support system, like a of a a circle of people that are truly keep really close and things like that, i they the type of people that are like, yeah find helping you out a little bit because in the long run we'll know what you're going to do and the passion and things like that but you know it's a good thing you brought up um you know about your uh, brother and that if you had not not your brother but if you had anybody else in that situation or you knew anybody or anybody that's watching this or listening or you know wherever you guys are um listening watching this from they're they're in their nine to five job and they're like you know what I i'm listening to what, what matt's saying in that but i can't i can't pull the trigger like i can't I can't go and tell my partner or boyfriend, girlfriend, mum, dad, whatever. They can't tell them that they want to leave their job and stuff like that. Too. But obviously for a bigger picture, not just to do nothing. What would you, what would be advice would you give that person? Because obviously you've been through it, so you know what the feeling is. So what advice would you give somebody that's thinking, I want to leave like my nine to five to then pull my passion and pull, pull the trigger? What what's...
1: I think, obviously think about it logically, because it's a big step. If you're comfortably in a job where obviously you've got the finance coming in and things like that it is a big decision to to leave and you've really got to think about will it work in the long run ultimately bottom line is it going to work in the long run and if you can safely say yes and if you can safely say that the next two or three years or however long the education is going to last if you can say that categorically you are going to be fine in all aspects throughout those three, three years in terms of finance going out in terms of, you know, your network around your support, your family and friends, whatever. If all those, if all those items on the list are ticked, then go for it. You know, it's, I don't want to sound like that guy. I don't want to sound like a cliche, but you do only live once, you know, and you work a lot of time in your life. It, the stats are scary, you know, standard nine to five office life. You spend a lot of your life at work. And if you're spending a lot of that time miserable and doing something you're not passionate about, then you don't want to get to the age of, you know, 60, 70 and just thinking, what if, you know, imagine if I did make that jump, make that leap, you know, then the past fifty years of my life, I'd be doing something I care about, something I'm passionate about, rather than something that I just tolerated because it meant I got a bit of money in my bank every uh, every month. Mm -hmm. So um i know people are in all kinds of different situations i completely appreciate that but from my experience alone then it's the best decision it is the best decision i've made in my entire life
0: yeah i mean i'm so with you it's <clears throat> I had a security company before this with an an old acquaintance is a nice way I'll, uh nice way i'll talk about him um and it kind of fell down and stuff like that but anyway and I left I walked away from it and that was a huge deal because obviously as you know it, it was doing well and with being how old was I, I think I was 27 at the time no 25 at the time actually can't think about it because 27 was yeah that's when everything got settled and then you know obviously walking away from that that was a huge deal because that was something I'd been passionate about for years with being a doorman I was like you know what? I wonder what happens if I find my own company I wonder how it works figured out how to do it and then to take that step and to take that leap and to lose you know x amount of money it, it, it hurts it hurts at first you can do lose a couple of nights of sleep but then step forward a couple for myself you know a couple of years later it's the position you're in you're like you know, thank god i made that step like thank god because do i want to be involved exactly like you're saying you only again totally with you it's definitely a cliche saying but it's true you don't know what happens when you end at that place so you really want to like go to that to go to the next place be like I meet somebody that did what you want to do and then turn in and be like yeah you know you could have been doing that if you just followed these steps and then what you you know then what you're going to do you know it's it's and you know my mom always made a good great point when she was like when I was she was like you know pursue your dream she was like there's people in our um our place of work that she works at better not say the name Our place of work where they're like you know, I wish I'd done this and I wish I'd done this and I wish I'd done that, and they're 80, 90, and things like that. And, and she's like, oh, such a shame to hear that because like what if what if they had done that? Would they be at that place? Would they be in it's the same thing if you know as yourself and that, which I, I quite want to touch on, is that a lot of people want to move country, but they never do it because they're like it's logistically hard, it's you know, money, it's tear and you leave people, you leave everybody, but it's actually something it's probably going to benefit you in the long run because as, as everybody says, when you're in that deep place, like, I don't know, you're anxious, totally with you on that one as well, That, but when you've made the leap, you're it's actually developing you as a person better. So it's it's that circle as well. With You know, with with football coaching, uh, football um, coaching, football managing, football players, football media, and everything like that, being huge in countries like Slovakia, Sweden, Australia, Slovakia is a huge one, actually, um, and especially America now with it blown up and stuff like that. Is that somewhere else um, on a different side of this conversation? Is that something else you would be even considering? Would you even consider moving to a different country? Obviously, you know, opportunity, right, job, right, that sort of stuff. If that, the, the main necessities, we'll say, were taken care of and someone was like, I want you to come over and work in, you know, X country, would you, is that something you've ever thought of to like move away or anything like that?
1: I wouldn't say no. Um, <laughs> obviously, like you say, you, you make a very good point, Um certain factors have to be right. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, with a, a little one on the way, um, it's one of those where I'd certainly put, you know, my my girlfriend and, and my baby first. They would be, if it worked for them, then I could talk. Do you know what I mean? It would be a case of get them sorted out the way first. And then if we're still in a position where we can make it work, then, right, let's consider it. Because um, so what kind of person would I be to you know, if an opportunity came up in the States to, to go and work for a media company for a football club, what what sort of person would I be if I turned around and said, right, I'm dropping everything and I'm moving over there. And if you want to come with me, great. But if not, I'm still going anywhere. You know, it, it would still be, it would be a, a very, a very, uh, I don't know what the word is, it's not a great person, let's say it would do something like that. So certainly, you know, it, it's something I'd be open to, but also it, it would something that would have to work for, many factors many uh many benef benefactors would have to fall into place
0: again that's what it comes down to as well is that you can't just you know it's great to want to we'll use the states as an example because i'm one person that wants to move over there i have close connections with the states to be honest but especially canada and it's another place i'd love to go to and i'm very in that i would love to make the move and you know, fortunate enough, as I said, to have actually done something that I wanted to do with my life. So I've got this stuff there. I could move, but at the end of the day, it's like you move over, you have money, the money runs out, there's no job, and then what happens? You're stuck over there with no money, no rent, can't afford. You'd be in a worse position than you were over here. But as as I said, this the cards are right. I'm I'm so with you on that one as well. It's it's something that I think everybody. I think what 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 I think it is now is ever since we've had um. You know obviously what's happened over the last two years, three years, it's 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 I think it's definitely changed everybody's perspective on stuff and it's made people want to take the leap and jump into their dream job. And or, I mean yourself as well, you know, self included in that and then myself as well. It's it's definitely, you know, changed people's minds on stuff. But also it's the whole, you know, you only live once thing. People are just like, you know what, I'm gonna leave my job. And as I just said, I'm gonna leave my job and I'm gonna go and I don't know working in Australia. That's a huge one for people in the United Kingdom, and it's it's crazy. But yeah, I think that I think um, when when it comes to uh, you know working in media and working for a football team and stuff like that would you ever consider like a, like I'm going to offer you a job here. I'm not, this is what it sounds like. Would you you ever consider working for like a kind of going the other route of it instead of working for a team, working for like BBC sport or CNB, even CNBC or NBC or, you know, any, any all over the world, would you ever work for that type? So like a, instead of a team, a media corporation, like a big, huge company, like obviously a BBC, or top sport, would you, would you work, would you work on that side of media as well? Or are you more, would you, you know, would you like to be, again, in the field, that type of environment?
1: Definitely, you know, and again, I, I, I hate to repeat myself, but it's just for me about keeping my options open, you know, part of the role that I do at Morecambe, um, I do co-commentary for the local radio station. Um, so I'm already experiencing that side of it to a degree. Um And I think if you were to, well, if, if any sports journalism student was to turn the nose up at the potential to work at somewhere like the BBC or a big corporation like that, then you're surely not in the right course. Do you know what I mean? Like these, these organizations that you've listed are huge, huge companies with so many different possibilities and, and, and roles that you could go into. I think it would be a a bit of a poor do for somebody to, like I say, turn your nose up at the the potential opportunity. So absolutely. Um, I mean, working for Morecambe has been incredible. You know, the it's one of those where even on my bad days at, at work, it's still a good day. Just because, you know, I, I take a step back and I think, well, you know, I'm working in in professional football here. Um, it's a dream come true. Um, and I know that it would be the same if I was working for a radio station, for a TV company, et cetera. So yeah uh, any any area that i can get my you know dip my toes into in, in sports journalism it's always something that i'd, I'd be open to and, and consider
0: yeah exactly exactly now i always like to end on the the, the this question we'll, obviously we'll get um as you probably know i get everybody's social media and i shout them out so just to help promote them and again you never um i won't say who but i know that people have and they didn't quote this to me but they said that the employers had watched this podcast and hired them because of the answer they'd given us. So well done to you guys. But um, if it's true, obviously, they might have just been like really nice. You never know. But uh, anyway, the what is, say like, um, not five years, because again, that's the another cliche saying, we'll take that away because we've done you only live once So when your future would be a great question. So whether that be five, 10, 15, one year, next month, all this sort of stuff. Um, what's your uh, what's your plans for that or are you have you got like goals that you hit and then dreams of that or are you just kind of like taking it step by step day by day
1: taking it step by step um, I don't want to set myself a plan um, for the next five or ten years or however long just because I think you know life is so busy and things can happen unexpectedly if you start setting yourself plans and then you get into the mindset of right, I've not done that target or I failed that, then you could put yourself in quite a bit of a negative mindset um, just because in your mind, you're not meeting these targets. So ultimately you're failing. I think if I do see myself, you know, in 10, 20 years, bottom line is just want to be happy, you know, whatever that is. If that's working for a football club, if that's working for a radio station, working on telly, I just want to be happy with what I'm doing. And if I can be happy like I am now in terms of work and a professional career, then I've no doubt that that's exactly what I'll be, you know, in in the future. Um, So, yeah, as long as I'm happy and and passionate about what I'm doing, because it's like I say, you know, I've worked jobs where I haven't been passionate um, and it makes a massive difference. You know, I, I was just speaking to my girlfriend the other day and I think, an advert came on about, and it, it mentioned like that Sunday night feeling when, you know, there's that dread of going back to work on the Monday morning, the blues and all, all that, you know, all, all things associated with that. And I just said, you know, I, I haven't had that Sunday night feeling for one and a half years now. And and that's just because I look forward to getting up in the morning and, and, and working because I, 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 what I work, I, I absolutely love doing it. So it's- I think as long as I'm happy and, like I said, passionate about what I'm doing, then I'm sure it'll be successful one way or another.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it will. To be honest with you, this is the thing again. If that if you're not, if you're waking up every single day, you know, and you're like, you know, I don't want to do this, I don't want to go to work, you're not in the right position. Like you're just not, as we we're saying, you know, previously, and that it's just not we want to be. But again, you're clearly in a great position as well, as that you've got your obviously foot in the door, you're with a club. And it honestly, it just goes up from here. To be honest with you, from especially from experience and people I've spoken to and people I know, it's it honestly just goes up up the way. But um, yeah, you know what? I do I do like to get um obviously it's feel free up to yourself uh, the people's social media again, so I can like promote them and obviously follow them and all this and just so guys that watch and listen to this know for a fact as well that they can go to the people I follow and they'll be able to find every single boy that's been on the podcast. It Just it helps and makes things feel more relatable. So have you got like um twitter or instagram or anything like that that you could give me that i could follow for everybody
1: yeah absolutely matt. my twitter is at matt smith sport underscore mm-hmm. yeah i mean
0: great it's a, it makes it so much easier when it comes out when people could just literally look up your name rather than <laughs> letters up and down and all these random names but and yeah everybody you know i appreciate you guys listening like comment subscribe i think we hit 118 subscribers which is crazy it's not a huge number but getting there you know 100 odd watch hours it's meant on it again it can only go up from here um again thank you very much matt you know it means it means a lot especially on a friday night and thanks to like that as well and uh, thank you everybody for watching like comment subscribe, and uh, yeah thank you very much and i'll see you all later see you later. you've been listening to in kyle's Convore. You've been listening to In Kyle's Convore.